So uh, we're jumping around a lot on topics. We're going to, today is no exception. We uh, today are going to speak to Lionel. He's a talk radio veteran, trial lawyer, former prosecutor, author, pioneer podcaster, multi-platform legal and media analyst. Lionel has his own subscription video channel, uh, free from limitations. You can go to Lionel, L-I-O-N-E-L. Make sure I get that right. Uh, Lionel, yep. Lionelmedia.com. You can also follow him on Twitter at Lionel Media. And I heard him speaking about media. and I thought that would be an interesting thing for us to get into. Our laws as it pertains to substances are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin. Ridiculous. I'm a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell you think I learned that? I'm just saying, you go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want to help stop it, I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. Since the beginning of the pandemic, nearly one in five Americans has reported consuming an unhealthy amount of alcohol. Could be you, but only 10% of them are actually getting the help they need. Reframe is a neuroscience-based smartphone app that helps users cut back or quit drinking alcohol altogether. Using evidence-based tools, techniques, and content, Reframe guides users through a personalized program to help them reach their goals. Comprised of daily tasks, a comprehensive toolkit, a community forum, and accountability guides, Reframe is a modern, accessible, and affordable resource that can help anyone looking to reevaluate their relationship with alcohol. Reframe is backed by Harvard University and Emory University Schools of Medicine, and it is ranked the number one alcohol reduction smartphone app worldwide with over 350,000 downloads. With Reframe, there's no stigma, just science, no labels, just support. To learn more, go to joinreframeapp.com slash Dr. Drew. Use the code Dr. Drew for 25% off your first month or your annual subscription. That's at joinreframeapp.com slash Dr. Drew. Lionel, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Here you are. So I'm sure we'll get into other topics, but the I, I don't know where you were. It was on some other uh, cable-type platform. And you were talking about media generally, and I thought, oh, that's a guy that has a lot of interesting ideas about media. And and, I, and I'm and i sure we can dovetail into talks about Joe Rogan and journalism and some of these other <laughs> topics that are so so heated. Boring. In the, in the, uh, well, I'm not boring, but you well, I, if you think so, good. I'd like to hear this. But wh what's happening to media? Where is media going? And what is it doing to us? Okay, first of all, uh, frame of reference, I am nine days older than you. So we are from a particular interesting epoch. Uh, interesting. We are from the 58 Club. By the way, some of the greatest, uh, I mean, everybody from Madonna, Prince, Michael Jackson, you, me. So I've been through this, and I started off in talk radio by accident at the nascent mm. development of Rush Limbaugh and saw what happened then. There was never been anything since Rush Limbaugh in reference to, to the, the uh, platform then. It went from that, saw the internet just like you, and I've seen this, so I can point to various things. I can say, here is the, the various collective media today, vis-a-vis -vis what I've seen before. And mm -hmm. social media changed everything to the point where mm -hmm. I'm wondering what would O.J. Simpson have been 
with social media. Social media goes into the soul, and you being an expert in addiction, it reprograms the brain and basically inspires this solipsistic, narcissistic, egomaniacal, egocentric, strange, weird, I don't know what it is. It has changed people's lives all for the worst. So media yeah. now reflects that. It merely caters mm -hmm. to this. And the idea of journalism, that's going to go the way of the minuet. Journalism, what is that, Grandpa? What does that mean? Uh, don't you love when they say, Drew, fair and balanced. We give you what you need to know. Yeah. We don't want that. I, know. I want your opinion. I, I want slanted, biased, keep me informed. Because media right now is a runaway train that you have to keep stoked. And if you stop for one second, you lose. So keep it going. Even if you're wrong, even if you're over the top, even though if you exaggerate, it doesn't matter. Just keep saying something and keep going. Huh. Keep the metrics and the likes. And that's where we are today. It's a, it's a, it's a mosh pit of nothing. Ugh. Sounds awful. It is. I love it. it okay. You like it, but it's awful. So... <laughs> So let, let me kind of drill into this. But don't a you agree? Bit, you, you put don't a, you agree? I, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I will certainly agree with your idea that it's about content, 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 and, and continuing it going, uh, and that the the business forces afoot are working against something called journalism. That's for sure. I read a long article today. I forget even what, what uh, journal it was in about this. Oh, no, it was actually a Twitter thread. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That's already a weird <laughs> sort of adjustment in my head. It was like a 25 uh, entrance, uh, you know, 25 post Twitter thread. And he was a journalist talking about what it's like to be in a newsroom today and the forces that are on people, which is essentially to create something sensational, something very social media-esque, uh, not to be worried about the checking your sources. He was, he talked about his history where he used to have to check four sources. And now if somebody checks one, they, they barely even look at who that was. Usually, I, I have found there's a sort of an extraordinary thing happening that I, I personally have found, which is things that really go viral are never actual reports of something that actually happened. They're always right. what someone said happened, which is sort of an extraordinary phenomenon. I mean, why shouldn't reality be as viral as what somebody said is reality? But for some reason, people's ability to evoke outrage or to evoke virality exceeds reality's ability to deliver that. Well, I hope to live long enough to understand what that means, but I will tell you this much that what we do is we basically live in a world of children. And if you want to make enough, you want to be a journalist, Drew, you go ahead. Mm -hmm. You go ahead and you be mm -hmm. a journalist and you write and you use your four sources and you will be the loneliest, uh, the poorest person who's ever walked the earth. Go ahead and right. do that. If you, want to, That's right. if you want to do this. But if you want to get into what, what I learned, by the way, one of the greatest uh, influences in my life was always professional wrestling. Professional wrestling in the in the South, where I'm from, 60s and 70s NWA, taught me everything. Manichaean, good versus evil, heel versus babyface. Always give them a show. Give them, bring them heat. Never be boring. And always identify, very simply, good guy, bad guy. Let me see if I can say this very, very uh, carefully. Um, I hope. And I may have frozen. I'm not really sure. But it is, people are stupid 
<laughs> is, that, is that the simple way of saying it? <laughs> about that. Now he did freeze on that. <laughs> you froze right okay, there. Okay, I froze. Go ahead. I heard people are stupid. I heard people. People are stupid. are stupid today. People are stupid. They are uneducated. They are without the ability to critically think. They have no historical perspective. They are of the belief that whatever they want reality to be, that is reality. They don't care about anything. And what I've found is that somewhere there was a there was a niche, there was there were slivers of people who really care about historical perspective and politics, but they're sensible, and but they're not in the majority. The people today, I'm sorry to say, are unable to think. When I say think, that sounds rather highfalutin, but I mean it. There's no critical thinking skills. There is a. Now, now, let, also, me, let me just let me stop you. Let me stop you. Is it? I, I agree with you about critical thinking, but 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 you're suggesting something a little more than lack of critical thought. Mm -hmm. You're you're suggesting the lack of ability to 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 adjust to subdominant primitive impulses that are are deeper in our brain structure, where our you know ventral medial prefrontal cortex isn't able to stop it. It's what bleeds through and becomes what we are interested in. That, that's not about not just critical thought. That's sort of primitive man afoot. Well, sometimes you can take a very, very simple thing and you can give it a very complicated and brilliant explanation and explication as you have, but it just doesn't, it, it, it misses the point of the simplicity. It's just crazy. It's just simple. It's like an itch. It's very simple, very simple concept. But I'm sure that if I were to give you the neurological bases for it, it would sound like, quantum mechanics. Let, let me yeah. just explain something. That's us. Yeah. Let's, let's be able to separate a lot of issues here, which is what we can't do. Uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald said that the great mind is able to ha handle multiply, you know, dissimilar things simultaneously and not losing, losing your mind. We live in a world right now where there is a force, and I'm going to give it a name just as a, just for shorthand purposes, the shadow government. Uh, we call the deep state, police state, intel state, shadow government, ruling class, whoever is running the show, whoever is creating this script that we are living for. Because it's not going on in Washington and it's not left, it's not right, it's not Democrat, Republican, or liberal, conservative. Whoever these people are, they're running the show. And what they do not want you to do is to think. And you only get flack when you're over the target. So the only way you're going to know that what you're saying is correct is if you're banned. If you're shadow banned, if you're demonetized, if you're cut off, now you're talking. So what happens is we first addict people to social media. That is, no amount of words can explain to you what that did. And I love the addiction sciences, and I, I really like what happens to the brain. I'm a big fan of yours and Nora Volkoff and how scanning imagery has shown how people react. And what they've done is, do you like this device? Yes. You wouldn't want to see this taken away from you, would you? No. Then right, watch what right. you say. And that is exactly and precisely right. what's happening. Now, when you and I grew up, we were five years old, roughly the time. First time I remember JFK's assassination. I was just a kid. We were. And my mother was crying. Mm -hmm. And I was fascinated. And there was a time when we would say, well, who do you think did that? And nobody dared worry about it. was obviously... It was mysterious, and if you wanted to talk about it, you could. Nobody shut you down. In fact, Mark Lane and others basically uh, liked it. No more for that. Today, based upon this shadow government, whoever it is, in concert with this bio, the, 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 this technical, the, this, this fascistic tech world, 
they have basically said, if you talk about certain things, whether it's hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or whether masks or voting or Trump, whatever it is, if it's on our list, we will shut you down. And what it does is it paralyzes creativity, paralyzes critical thinking. It, it makes us incurious. It makes us uh, uh, like sloths and dotards and like Biden. We just kind of sit around and we just we just don't want to make any waves. Now, so, that's, so that's, that's how we've adapted. And and that's why you think media is going into this Michigas, this nothingness, oh, which is just everybody's. Just, so, so let let's let's go let's drill go back to journalism and its and its original intent. I mean, originally it was just to report what happened, right? To sort of give a give a report of yeah. an, an event, correct? Now, right. early on in this country, there were there were right and well, there were there were papers that catered to one political party or the other, right? I mean, even Lincoln, during the Lincoln-Douglas debate, said he had to go back and read both sides, um, essentially his dictation, their dictations of what he said, and they were both so different, he had to collate them, put them together, and write them out himself because neither got it even close to right. They were just completely different renditions of his speeches. That was 18... They would disagree, five or something. Well, right. But the point is, this is not a new phenomenon for us to have these distorted views of the world, even in spite of the fact that the intent and the sort of stated goal is to be to be uh, true and honest and to just report uh, reality. Now, is that so I'm just I'm just tossing out that this is, you know, yet again, another incarnation of these these splits in how news is reported. Do you think that is just something to do with cognitive biases or are these no. things that are, no, go ahead. No, there are, there are, uh, you can call them evil. There are people who do not want you to talk about certain things. Now for, now the why, why would they not want me? Okay. You don't know. Example. Let's talk, let's talk about COVID. Let's talk about COVID. There are people yeah. who do not, know, we, obviously did not want you to talk about therapeutics. Remember that? If you talked about yep. therapeutics, if you talked about whatever, this was called misinformation, disinformation, and you were shut off and shut down and shut up. Mm -hmm. Now, you're going to ask, mm -hmm. well, why? Why is a different, it's a difficult question. I don't know. We can guess. Um, as a former prosecutor, one of the things we never cared about is why. We always cared about intent. Why does somebody want to kill mm -hmm. somebody? Well, that might help. But why means nothing. Did you mean to do it? Why is somebody a Nazi? Why is somebody a, a, joins the Peace Corps? I don't know why. I'm, we, we can have fun with it all day long. But the thing is, you are not allowed to say certain things. Now, there was a while back during the Rush Limbaugh days when the predominant voice was, quote, conservative. And I rejected that as well. It was silly. It was hokum. It was Ronald Reagan, this fetishistic flag-waving nonsense. It was, it was ridiculous. But that was the predominant thing. But nobody shut down the liberal voice. They just didn't have a platform. Mm -hmm. They just couldn't do it. They tried their best. They just, for whatever reason, why, I don't know. Today, it's different. If you, Dr. Drew, say something, let's say what you say is contrary to the theme that is accepted, whatever it is, you name it, whether it's a political event from 9-11 to JFK to Vietnam to COVID. And if it's not liked, Somebody somewhere will say, excuse me, that is not accepted. That's disinformation, misinformation, data information, whatever it is. And they will point to, now this is the best part. 
talk about journalism. This is brilliant. A source that they have created artificially to dispute you. Snopes, PolitiFact, Wikipedia, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> they will point to the artificially created source that disputes you and you will be shut up. And you won't be shut down because you differ. You have given the wrong information. Now, in the history of censorship, this is different. It's not that your opinion is wrong or you're hateful or you're a white supremacist or whatever. That's also on, on the plate as well. But no, it's just wrong and dangerous. And what do most Americans do in particular? Uh, 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 nothing. Absolutely. They're ground down into this, this you're talking about obsequious, impuissant, feckless, atesticular, invertebrate, nothing. They have been, and you'll love this, and I believe that most of what we do is gauged, is pretty much a matter of psychology and behavior. This is learned helplessness. This is the classic dog that's been shocked for so long. He just doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to say. Mm -hmm. He's just given up. Mm -hmm. And we have on some, and it's one of the most beautifully executed endeavors by what I call the shadow government. Why? For reasons I have no idea. Sometimes maybe just for drill. And it is, I've never in my lifetime seen, I've never seen anything like this. I was in talk radio when Rush started. And somebody wanted to come up with the fairness doctrine, but they didn't really go through it. The only way you could get knocked off of airways is if you use the F word or you violated some FCC words about excrement or whatever it is. By the way, here's one. There's no more shock jocks anymore. Do you know what shocking is? The truth. And if you dare stray from the truth, think about what Joe Rogan did. It was so nothing. It was boring. He had on a doctor two in, in particular, who had different theories, different hypotheses about COVID. That was it. Talk about a snooze fest. And yet they said, we're going to teach Joe Rogan a lesson. And if you believe one minute that that, that, uh, that uh, <laughs> Neil Young came along on his own as, get this, a Canadian polio survivor, what the hell does that have to do with anything? If you think for one minute that somebody didn't recruit him. Hey, Neil, what? Listen, Heart of Gold ain't doing so much. How would you like to spearhead <laughs> this move to have Joe Rogan? And we sat back and I'm thinking, I can't believe what I'm seeing. This, this, yeah, this was, was the something. most boring. It, I still can't. Drew, remember when we were kids, the anarchist cookbook, it was a book that showed you how to make bombs. And they actually said, well, maybe it's worthwhile. There was it was dangerous then. We I I I'm I'm maybe I'm in the wrong era. Kids today born in captivity are used to this. I can't say whatever I I'll give you an example very quickly. This this Bob Saget story. If you think there's not a whole lot going on with that, you're not paying attention. This is from a prosecutor, and I know you as a physician know this. That case reeks and stinks to high heaven. But be careful. Don't say anything. You might say something that, so we're like this. And that's the, we, I'd love to talk about that as a homicide detective. Can't do that. Can't talk about 9-11. Can't talk about anything. You can't talk. You can't even talk about Biden's lack of cognition, this senescent dotard. No. So, so what are we so talking about? Let's talk about Nothing. Bob for a second. Let's talk about, I got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, it's interesting 
All right. Yeah, I have bunch of time. But let's just do Bob Saget since it's top of mind. You know, in his autopsy report, he had a very serious cardiac issue uh, reported as cardiomegaly, which is mm -hmm. a feature of mild, myocardiopathy, cardiomyopathy. And it's associated with rhythm disturbances and fainting uh, and probably why he fell down. Uh, and, and there have been now a rash of people falling down. I don't know if you've seen all the reports, all the uh, videos falling of people down. having fainting episodes. Fainting episodes. <laughs> Passing out. Passing out. Syncope. Syncope. It, it's, it's falling down. Syncope. You we're, think we're, he fell? You think that's falling down? Did you see what happened to his skull? Well, that's some. I fall. can I can show you a video. I I can show you a video Flat right on his back. I can show you a video right now of a friend of mine who had the exact same fall, the exact same circumstance. And fractured her skull in the exact same place. Do you have that video handy, uh, Caleb? I'm looking for it. Video? She's a stand-up comedian, and there have been multiple other episodes much like this. And the so fact what are that you he saying, had uh, something is going on. So I don't know. Why does it matter? They are this covering age? This guy, A guy this age should not have cardiomegaly. Should not. You get that a couple of ways. Virus, myocarditis. A, a prolonged hypertension, which he didn't have, valvular heart disease, which he didn't have, intrinsic heart disease, severe, which he didn't have. Why is he having cardiomyopathy? What is going on here? What happened to this what guy? What about the reports Why is Heather, of who, his... I'm sorry. I'm going to show you the exact same incident in in video right now, a comedian friend of mine, um, you know, and my like fear three is weeks apart. it's either COVID-related or vaccine-related or die? something related. I, it's... No, she, thank she God. She went immediately to the ICU. She was public and event she and she was taken right to the ICU. So what you're saying is, let me ask you this. If you were a homicide detective right now, let's just assume mm -hmm. this, and your entire crew here was, mm -hmm. and you would look at this based upon also the amount of trauma to the skull itself from a variety, yeah. Yeah. you would sit there and you would say, you know what? No reason to follow up on this. This happened before. I've got a video of a comedian who fell down, and nothing to worry about here. Would I you understand. honestly say that? Yeah, I, I would say, I, I would say he definitely did not fall back and hit the bedboard. That definitely did not happen. There's absolutely categorically and then crawling. No could there be foul happened. play? Could but there be foul play? I, I mean, yes, if there were some evidence of foul play, but I, I'm there. The evidence you is the evidence? in the. The evidence is he has cardiomyopathy. Why does he have cardiomyopathy? Was what I want to know. You, That's the foul play. Do you know there was a case recently? See, I'm I'm saying I, I don't want to do the old Occam's razor business. I want to talk about the yeah. you know you hear hoofbeats and you hear yeah. the zebra and all that. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. But there was a recently yep. there was a while back there was a guy named Epstein who had all kinds of evidence and people who said including the attorney general oh he died of suicide <laughs> and that is complete yeah merd. Now what I'm saying yeah. is I can sense. A little bit of of perhaps astute trepidation on your part, being a professional, being a person of, uh, of of renown, to to be very careful as am I. But as soon as we get done with this and we walk around to let's say taverns or friends, people getting together, nobody is sitting around yep. talking like we are. There is a sensibility that says, "I want this thing explored." There's something about this that doesn't make any sense. People are also asking, Bob, why does a family, Bob. Bob, yeah, yeah, that's all I'm yeah. saying. Either, either, yeah, I agree with you that there's something there. I'm, I'm hoping it's not some something about some anatomical something that the family fears would, you know, humiliate uh, Bob in, in, you know, 
in his in his honor, they would not want that exposed or something. He had issues. I don't know, but I agree that there's something up here. Uh, in terms of foul play, you know, with Epstein, with Epstein, here's here's Heather's video. Well, I'll show you the video in just a second. But okay, well, I'll show it to you again. Let's let's show let's play it one more time. Um, she's now skull fracture, subdural hematoma into the ICU. Now, Drew, I'm not. Now this may Was not drinking. This may this may shock you, but I've heard of people passing out before. That is true. Yes, you. I are. understand. I understand. Ah. But that, that's but but fat, is one thing when you pass out and your hands go down in front of your face. Sure. Oh yeah. And you sort of this is that was that was no blood pressure all of a sudden. That was mm -hmm. either POTS or a cardiac event or something that a middle-aged woman should not have. So something is going on. Something is afoot. There's, it, yes. This all needs explanation. Yeah. If, if that's exactly what happened. If you don't, and again, I don't know anything about this, but if I'm the prosecutor or if I'm the lawyer yeah. for the family, if they're interested, I'm going to make sure we don't have some incompetent rube who's the ME from a, from a small town. We don't have somebody yeah. who doesn't know how to read a crime scene. We don't have sure. other Understood. factors that may be... I I'm just saying, and but uh, yeah, but I, you hear this. I'm trying to balance the two things: balance um, an incredible, uh, perfervid uh, excitement over getting to the truth, but not rushing yeah. off. I'm not making up facts. I'm not. I don't know anything about yeah. the man. I'm just saying. And, and, and again, I, right? I understand. I understand that you feel your instincts or your spidey senses are up, and so are mine. But, but you know, with Epstein, we had evidence: a camera shut off, guys claiming to be asleep, a fractured hyoid bone, all kinds of pieces of evidence. In Bob's case, we have one piece of evidence: myocardiopathy or, or cardiomyocardiomyopathy. Well, wait a minute. That's and but that's like case, whoa. Where did that come from? That that's not from foul play. One yeah. of my great friends I've known for about thirty years now is Dr. Michael Bodden. What Michael Bodden did, mm -hmm. he was hired by the family. Not only do they have the fractured hyoid and the thyroid cartilage and petechial hemorrhaging and this ligature. We're talking this, about this we're talking about Epstein now. This is Epstein, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, And not only that, yeah. nothing could have possibly been. You you can't you you can't even. You, you could not do this with yeah. this flimsy, whatever it was. Not to mention, he was in a jail cell with a guy who was who was facing death row and nobody knows where he is right now. And the whole country, including Drew, the attorney general, yeah. he said, oh, it's, a, it's a suicide to me. Now, listen, I don't know about you, but maybe it's, mm -hmm. maybe it's me. Maybe there's something wrong with me. But I have never, okay. ever heard anybody from the government, I think ever give me the straight story about anything. It's either understated, overstated, or misses yeah, the point yeah. altogether. So, yeah. I, and, and also so, there's oh, yes. that Kennedy so I want to get back to that. Yes. Yeah. I want to get back to that because that, that's, that's I, I think, we're, what's interesting here. The, those, those, the, the distortions. And, and interestingly, just before we came on the stream, by the way, you, you in the, in the, um, media discussion i saw you uh in a, on a previous platform you were saying streaming video is the future you were screaming all about streaming oh, absolutely. and that's what caught my attention you still feel like the it's so it's really just people like you and me putting a camera up and having conversations and people dropping in no 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 wait oh stop stop wait 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 no this is first i don't can i give you something very quickly it's my it's my macaroni Please. and cheese theory. it's very simple okay macaroni and cheese yeah. people love it kids love it why i don't know why it's macaroni is cheese you put it together and it, people go crazy sometimes things just 
work. And sometimes yeah. you will find the intimacy. Let me tell you what's dead. The Ted Baxter uh, set. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. Let's go to news, traffic, and weather. Wait a minute. This is dead. This is Dave Garraway. This is 70 years old. It's moribund. It's over. And what happens is you will get people by virtue of the intimacy, the relaxed nature of this. You've seen it, Drew. And yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, we, we've all seen people who are fantastic. And there is something about them. The way they relate to the camera, the way they speak. Some people yeah. couldn't lure me out of a burning building. But the thing is, right. this right. is the this is not the future. This is now. This model mm. is dead. Did you see last week when you had Whoopi Goldberg when they said, Whoopi Goldberg, Whoopi, gonna take two weeks off. Yeah. They want her out of there. They're not going to support that anymore. Nobody's watching this crap anymore. It's done. It's finished. The whole thing with Chris Cuomo. Get rid of him. Let me let me write him off in the books. Whoever signed him for this, what is this? Do you know that right now, I'm not sure where you are. I guess you're in uh, LA or something. You probably have a guy that comes on at six o'clock doing the weather. What what yeah. what what prehistoric precambrian areas? Who waits for six o'clock and says, Jesus, if only I could find out if it's gonna rain. They're they're stuck in this this rosin and they're there and the people who are holding them back are the executives who are hanging on by a thread. You're going to be having right now people with a phone going out to check. Remember the Northern California fires? Some of the best reporting yep. I ever saw was a guy with an iPhone who just went on and said, look at this. So this is, there's nothing. I'm, I'm, the only thing that kept this from happening was the technology. This is the most pure form of speaking of, and, and, and the, the, the I mean, let me tell you something. You better... Uh, make sure that we we don't think everybody can do this because this reminds me of the 80s when everybody thought they could be a comedian and you saw one jerk after mm. another standing in front of a brick wall at ha-has and chuckles and you and it was awful <laughs> we're going to go through a sifting period here and people are going to find out really who's good and who's not and, and don't you feel like rogan is part of that evolution i'm trying to michael fedeler here i'm and joe Oh, you're reading what's on the is side? This, Let's see. Are, the, yes. What, there's what, always <laughs> a confirmation bias, though humans tend to see patterns that are merely coincidental. Like, okay, that's like true. like small print. It's even harder the, when there is an actual verify. Oh, well. Oh, oh, oh. oh well. And they people. love you. So anyway, so <laughs> they're just people I, I, commenting alongside I'm of sorry. us. This is, I thought Michael Fessler was nice some comment. philosopher from the- No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, from With from crowd respect. sharing from 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 our from our chat. Okay, but, but Bunny Bubs. I lost my ah, train of thought. Got all their movies. No, you weren't. It was derailed. So, so, yeah, I was derailed. Uh, I, I was asking about. So I said Rogan. Isn't isn't Rogan part of this evolution? Isn't this what you're talking about? Oh, that he doesn't he have was, the yeah. First of all, he was their worst nightmare. I am such a fan of his because of, and let me be honest with you, listen to me, I should go yeah. blind if if I'm lying. I don't think I've heard five minutes of him or Rush or uh. Hannah or any, I don't listen to any of these people, but I hear, I hear, you know, the YouTube section, he talked about this one or that one, and he's very, very good. This is a guy who basically was locker room. I talked to young men in particular who love him. And he mm -hmm. does, and he gives them some, 
Somebody told me, Joe Rogan gives me a positive message about whatever. Some things I don't get. You know who I don't get? Jordan Peterson. I don't get what this guy's mm. about, but they love him. When he talks about lobsters and standing up straight, I don't get it. Doesn't matter. I don't get golf or fishing either. But he all of a sudden right. worked. And he, as soon as he sold this big, made this big uh, contract with Spotify. By the way, Drew, do you believe that for a second? Come on, $200 million? Please, what? stop it. What is this, a cute Krugerrands or, or some kind of weird crypto? Please, stop it. Anyway, and as soon as I knew it, I said, guess what? Hope I can say this. You just put up your balls as collateral. They're going to cut them right off. They're going to want to mm. destroy you. Drew, you've been in the business long enough, especially when it comes to radio. They hire you, and what happens? Some numbnuts program director wants to cut you down to size and say, we don't like that yeah. anymore. Change the tone. Yeah. Don't play so much music. Do this. It's yeah. since day one. And they were going to teach Rogan a lesson. How dare you think you're going to come in? And by the way, these lily-livered, mincing, little pusillanimous snowflake people who work in the office who took up a collection. We don't like Joe and his and his yeah. and his uh, conspiracy theories. This is when I knew you're doomed, pal. You're doomed. Why doesn't he just do it on his own and just cut these people out? Because he this could. is this tyranny by he committee. He could. That's why he's not scared of this. He certainly could. But but it, it's interesting. I mean, he he just talks to people that interest him, right? To have to keep his interest for three hours as well that? as other people. Yeah. And he talks to conspiracy theorists. He talks to alien predictors. He talks to well, geophysicists right who aren't academic. He, he talks to his people from Area 51 just because he goes, oh, a lot of his podcast is going, wow, I never thought of that. How interesting. That, that's what he's doing. He's Wait a minute. Finding stuff that interests him. A couple of things. Well, first of all, I hope so. What if you? What if it didn't? Did you ever see Larry King? Most yeah. of the time, Larry King talked to people. He didn't even know who they were. Is this Larry King? Fantastic. I know. Larry King. Know. Is, today we're talking to Jesus Christ. Is it Jesus? Jesus. <laughs> Go ahead. How are we doing here? Okay. All right, Scranton. You're on with Jesus Christ. Sometimes I think Drew is like that too. <laughs> he, Larry, Larry King, could have reversed the teen pregnancy. Uh, race by just describing the sex act and the man becomes <laughs> to mess it forget it okay you know what now, though lionel Joe i'll tell you something i i got to one thing i i, I mean in, in in larry's offense i loved him dearly i sat in for him a couple times and people accused him of being unprepared i got his material and the way he produces it he would he would really have a lot of material in front of him that he would he didn't read it from so it seemed stop it stop he, he Listen, did stop. i Drew, they gave he him did papers because I, I, and he was like this. He always said, well, I don't read the book. Well, that wouldn't make sense. Why don't you read it? Well, then I'll know true. what he's talking about. Listen, I met well, Larry let me, King. Let me... La By the way, Larry King, bless his heart, but I think he died in 1983 and nobody told him. Listen, but Drew, during our days, when we were young, nine o'clock at night, Larry yeah. King was it. So during his day, yeah, yeah. he was it. He was the Rudy Valley. Oh, yeah. He was the victim owner of his time. Oh, yeah. He was oh, the, yeah. no, the no. Joseph Fettler of his time. Yeah, he but was, the, he was the place. He was the place to go. Yeah. A couple of things about Joe Rogan. You know where he really just left me completely is when he gave that stupid, and the Joe, I hope you're listening, that stupid hostage video. Hi, everybody. Hi, guys. And what's with this hi, guys? Everywhere you, every show, every, from making oh, bread oh. to when he apologized. how to hammer a you mean, when he, Nobody. Yeah, no, he hey, guys. apology video. Yeah, 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 but yeah, it's always yeah. hey guys. Okay, well, he he opens every show with hello friends. That's how he opens every show. So it was just sort oh, of I a greet. That. It's like aloha. He, it's like aloha. Come he, on now, Drew. 
I'm not at, I've been in the business. Yeah. I know Kawabunga. I know, I, know, I, know. I hear I you. It. I hear you. So he starts off with his pusillanimous business. But hey, you know, sometimes I make a mistake. He should have looked the camera. There. It was a hostage video. He should have looked the camera in the eye and said, let me tell you something. Mr. Eck, who hired me, if you don't like what I'm doing, fire me. Now, who are his, who's his audience? MMA, uh, Ultimate Fighting. He ta- he'll talk about six six uh, hours on how to kick somebody in the balls. So this is the type of mentality of the people he's talking to. Testicular compression, all right? And, and Muay Thai and this and that. So what does he do? What does Mr. Tough Guy do? He comes out with his apologia. You know, I try and I make mistakes. He, how, how can you make a mistake by putting two doctors on? He lost me right there because he got scared. And he should have realized you're either you fire me, and if you expect me to believe that Neil Young is going to hold me hostage, <laughs> and who else? What's the matter? Bay City Rollers? Maybe that's it. How about? Um, come on! And and then and then Nils Lofgren. That was the funniest because people were saying Nils yeah. Lofgren wasn't that yeah. wasn't that Phyllis's husband on Mary Tyler Moore? Who the hell's Nils? Lofgren? So That's he funny. was okay, but guess what? Let me do one thing quickly. The rate of amnesia in this country, he's already forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Nobody even, it's like, whatever happened to, to Joe Rogan? Oh, yeah, that, Joe Rogan. Yeah, it's, they've already gone on to something else. That's a sort of extraordinary thing. It's like it's like a marauding mob just you know, rip, pillaging and raping and just moving on. That what's going on today. But let, let, let's, let's take a quick sidebar, quick sidebar. And it's, it's, I want to tell a radio story because I know you're a radio guy and, and you you triggered my radio sensibilities when you talked about oh, yeah. you know administra- radio administrators coming in and telling you how to do your job, which is very common. Administrators. Or the even more common thing. Or, 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 or the more common thing is, Lionel, we're changing formats today. We're going yes. from talk radio to, to ranchero music. Sorry, it's different starting direction. at 2 p.m. Different direction. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going in a different direction. But I got to tell you a story. that this, this is the best radio story I know of. And I, Susan, I don't know if I've even told you the story. Uh, Adam Carolla had a morning show on the radio uh, for several years. It was syndicated. And he had, of course, an administrator overseeing him. And Adam would c- call in favors from his friends. He'd have friends come in and, and you know, do segments for him. And he had three, three guys come in who were up-and-coming comedians who would come in every week and do little segments for him. And Adam, being a comedian, said, these, these guys are great. This is funny. This is great radio, of course. He'd been on radio for a long time. He's called into the administrator and goes, look, the administration goes, these guys that come in every week, I, I don't know why you have them here. They're not funny. They're not good radio. The, the first guy, the first guy, he brings in clips of like reality shows and stuff. This guy, Joel McHale, he will never amount yeah. to anything. Joel McHale, <laughs> out, out. This yeah. next guy, the next guy, he is not funny. He is just weird. You may have heard his name. It's uh, Zach Galifianakis. Zach, out. Mm-hmm. These guys were coming in for free to, to, right. to donate to his radio show. Third guy, he goes, is radio death. He's not funny. Susan, you may have heard his name, Louis C.K. These were the right. three guys that were coming in and donating their time Listen, for the, his guy's radio program, and he kicked them all out because they weren't funny. I love the way you say radio administration. Those who can do, those who can't are program directors. They're the worst. I got my start. <laughs> not all of them. I got my Not start. all of them. I, oh, but, no. No, let me no, no, Excuse me. All of them. Okay? That's, you know what I think? That's what I think about the whole group. By the way, this is a talent. I'm a manualist, which I didn't put down on my list, and I can That's do impressive. this yeah. on, without hands. It's dangerous. Well done, well done. That's talent. So I can tell <laughs> you. Well, I can prove your. Pardon me. Go ahead. 
It, well, she likes your oh, microphone. Into a blue mic, by the blue, way. Blue One mic. of our sponsors. We're, we're, oh, yes, we're a big blue you. mic it family here. <laughs> or it's a marital aid. But when I first, uh, exactly. how I got started, because this is, this is, I, when we were kids, we always would do prank phone calls. I did prank phone calls all the mm -hmm. time. Well, when mm -hmm. I was, <clears throat> I guess, I don't know when, I noticed there was a thing called talk radio. And I used to call talk radio stations all the time. Oh, blue. I love it. A Yeti. It's a blue Yeti. Wear a long coat. Mm -hmm. Nobody That's what it is. So anyway, there you go. so I would have three rules. Number one, be the first caller. Number two, never talk about the subject. And number three, when at all possible, insult the host family. So I would pick the most benign, ridiculous shows that were not controversial in the least. One guy was a guy, he did television repair. So I would call up. Yeah. First call. And I'd say, let me tell you something. I hate you. You don't know what you're <laughs> Anyway, he would lose his mind and talk about me for the next subject. I would then use different voices. Mm -hmm. And I would do this and that. Make a long story short, somebody said, would you like to come on and do this? Now, this was in radio when we had fun, when you could do things. My topics were, instead of having the, by the way, uh, comics never work on the radio. Sorry, it's true. But I asked the topic <laughs> one time. What's the worst thing you've ever smelled? And for three hours, it was the worst. It was the most hideous. And it wasn't disgusting. And somebody said, this is radio. I said, exactly. This is a program director. Theater of the mind. Yeah, but they can't smell. Mm -hmm. They go, no, no, no. Just listen to them. People, this was, yeah. I was on nine to noon before lunch. People were em emetic in the hallways. And it was just people calling up and saying, you know, I don't know much about Ukraine. But I did smell a rotten seal one time or whatever it was. Little by little, bit by bit, radio was fun and it was exciting yeah. and you could do different things. Mm -hmm. I went from Tampa to WABC in New York where I thought, well, this is really going to be wild. Not at all. Mm -hmm. Because the great radio today is local, small markets mm -hmm. where they just say, yeah. go and do what you want to do. And that is done. It's finished it's it there's no yeah. i don't know what the word is it's all this but it's not you inspirational mentioned before, not inspired anymore well hold but on we're gonna stop so we're gonna stop we're gonna go to rogan we're gonna talk i gotta take stop. a little break and uh run some ads just it's a, just a two minute break i understand um, exactly believe me Yes, something you said. Oh, is is that uh, you invented what uh, Richard and Sal do uh, on the Stern Show when they call Swap Shop? The, the, I don't know if you've heard that bit, but they call in this. Never. It's an internet radio show called Swap Shop, and Richard calls in. Richard and Sal call in and make fun of them, and they go crazy. They go nuts. So, so what you invented is still being done on Sirius FM. For what it's worth. Take a little break. We'll be back to talk a little Rogan after this. Let's talk about our friends at Hydrolyte. I can't say enough about Hydrolyte. You hear me talk about them all the time. It gets me through workouts and medical procedures and colonoscopies. And COVID, it absolutely contributed to my recovery from COVID. Hydration is key to feeling healthy. And there's never been a time when that could be more important. We're in the height of cold flu season. Every headache has got you testing for COVID. Staying hydrated can keep the questionable symptoms at bay, and there's nothing better than Hydrolyte to get it done. Taking their hydration formula one step further, now there is Hydrolyte Plus Immunity. It starts with their fast-absorbing electrolytes and adds a host of great ingredients. Plus, each single-serve, easy-pour drink mix contains 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C and 300 milligrams of elderberry extract. 
Hydrolyte Plus Immunity comes in convenient, easy pour powder sticks that rapidly dissolve in water to make a great tasting drink that is a 75% less sugar than your typical sports drink. It uses all natural flavors. It's gluten-free, dairy-free, caffeine-free, non-GMO, and even vegan. Hydrolyte Plus Immunity is also now available in ready-to-drink bottles at the Walmart next to the pharmacy, or as always, you can find it by visiting hydrolyte.com slash Dr. Drew. That is H-Y-D-R-A-L-Y-T-E dot com slash Dr. Drew. And be sure to use that code Dr. Drew 25 at checkout for a special discount. Lionel Very Media, good. LionelMedia.com at Lionel Media. Thank you, Lionel. You were, I interrupted you. You wanted to say something about Joe Rogan. You said you were going into a what your thoughts were about him in spite of I his completely uh, forgot as, about it. I was you, into the hydration. Okay, I'll get you back thing. in. I'll get, I'll get you <laughs> reframe. I'll get you back into the stream. You, you were, you, the puce is pusillanimity. pusillanimity. Yes. Is that a word you were uh, of the, I, I'm of the school uh, straighten me out. I'm of the school that if you made a mistake, I, I have no problem apologizing for mistakes he didn't and, make and a owning mistake. the mistakes. Uh, Listen. Well, Drew, he stop. hit some N-word stuff. He hit some N-word stuff that was not good. Oh, stop. And wait, 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 some- wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. First of all, I know yeah. your MO, okay? Let me explain to me. You're a nice guy and you're what's, not. What's you're, my MO? That, that, that's, that's who you are. <laughs> and by the way, forgive me. I'm not. I think it's bullshit. My, my wife's not. I married somebody who's not nice. I so, don't. So. I agree with you. I so, think so she's very well, Let me tell you PC, something. You know, it's this mealy mouth stuff. You got to take your ground. Listen. The only thing in the middle in the middle of a, um, the only thing in the middle of the road is a yellow line and a dead skunk. I think Phil Crane said that best. Let Let's talk. He didn't make a mistake when he said about the COVID thing. Now, first of all, let me explain yeah. this business about the N word. I am so sick and tired of the N word. And to think well, that people are so monumentally unimaginative that somehow by saying the N word, I've sanitized a word that, and I don't want to say it, I never did use it. Just like the word like is used far too much in sentences. But when you have Snoop Dogg, who, by the way, highlighted or headlined or whatever the Super Bowl, which they should call it the CTE Bowl, because half of these guys are going to be drooling into their oatmeal one day with this towel proteins. And here's Tom Brady. How do you feel, Tom, after 3,000 concussions? You've got this man who's made a fortune, not only using the most N-word of us, in every most conceivable of us, oh. Yeah, no, but it, it really is. I look. I've I've looked into this carefully, and my my black friends and people. That it really shouldn't come out of a white person. It, it shouldn't come out of somebody's mouth. It it, it, it just it just shouldn't. It just, it, no, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's a comedian, and did you hear the context he was using it to explain it? First and foremost, when you have to go back and we care more about what Joe Rogan said 20 years ago, and nobody cares about the Epstein Black book, nobody cares about Hillary Clinton, nobody cares about the lies, it's it's this stupid, it's a no-brainer. I understand it. Nobody's defending using the N-word. But look, either we use it or don't use it, and I'm just tired. It's a nothing concept. And what he should have said is look in the camera, and say, I said this. Now, do you want to fire me, shoot me, kill me, execute me? What? Eviscerate me? Imprison me? Make up your mind. That's what I said. Get over it. 
I swear to you, people would applaud. It was somebody who actually said. I don't think so. Now, if you if you call so. somebody, I really don't think did so. Did you hear the Drew? Did you hear the context of what he was saying? And I'm not defending the end. No, I know. I I get it. I I get it. He he was reading what something and do? all this stuff. I'm I, I get it. I didn't know what I was saying. You said it. Live with it. Move on. Enough with this. It's it, I mean this this pretend. Do you think he really, do you think for one moment, Joe Rogan went at home and said, I can't believe I said that. I can't. No, he got caught. He had to say something. Nobody cares about this. Well, it's the mo- who's saying this? It's a non-issue. And there's a lot of uptight white people mm-hmm. who sit there and they've got to act more offended than anybody else. Look, I'm not saying that. Nobody's saying it. But they, what they did was they did it after the COVID thing didn't bring them down. They never, they never found so, these initially. It was because the COVID argument, they, they, they couldn't destroy them with that. So they went and dug up old N-words. I, I, I get it. And there, and there was a time where there was not as much clarity on, on all this. But okay. Uh, I want to go back to the, the issue of closing people down. Because we, we, were, we were talking a lot about that 45 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And, and it... it it seems like well before COVID, we have had adopted this um, appetite for shutting people down, or for for you know having or for having sort of a a canon of um, acceptable, even scientific ideas. And if you stepped outside of certain ideas, you had to be silenced, destroyed. I, I for instance, remember during the Me Too movement, uh, I was saying, look, we we we, and it was all a lot of talk about. Uh, um, what did they, what were they calling it then? They were calling it toxic masculinity on college campuses. And I said, look, you want to find, you want, you, yeah, but hold on. But I said, you know, you want to, I'm a physician. I want to look at the health issues. And if you look at every adverse health outcome on a college campus, you find alcohol, whether it's a fight or a fall or an unwanted sexual contact or an STD or a pregnancy, any, you name it, any adverse health outcome, you always find alcohol. Mm-hmm. I had to be silenced for that. I had to be silenced Why? for that. That was that because it's Why? it's because it's it's because well, it, does, it misses industry? the point. It misses the I mean, point. No, it misses the point. The, the real the problem point? is the toxic masculinity. No, I wasn't dis- oh, I wasn't blaming toxic masculinity. I was including it in my discussion. Anyway, that By was way, that's just an example. I had many examples like is, this. That is. Let me tell you something. This is this is um, a modern day. We all have these wonderful little quivers, and in our quiver, we have different the new new phrases that we use. And all of a sudden, um, uh, I remember when trigger points and um, oh god, uh, there were um, uh, microaggressions, and I cannot possibly follow any of the permutation, uh, the transmutational gender and cis and all that. I I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. I don't even I I can't even I gave up on that a long time ago. Let me give you the bottom line on this. There is a word for it. And I can't say because it's a family show. But in Spanish, we say caca del toro. It's absolute nonsense. We have had it. Let me explain something to everybody watching. If you don't like Drew, turn him off. If you find what he's saying is disgusting, turn him off. Go someplace else. You know what I find really disgusting? Absolute blatant nescience and ignorance. That's what I can't stand. So you know what I do? And I, don't and I know it. you. Yeah. That's simple. And you also don't like you. You don't like uh, middle ground. 
and and I do. <laughs> like you, you, you said, <laughs> I can uh, see that yellow, yellow lions and dead stungs. I, I do, and I'll tell you, you know, Abraham Lincoln. That was his. That was his great genius was finding a middle ground in unclear circumstances, or at least finding principles in unclear circumstances. And, and so <laughs> I, 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 I know you're not a fan of it. I know you're not a fan, but I wait am. a minute. Go ahead. Wait a minute. Stop. Have stop for it. a second. Stop for a second. There yeah. are sometimes, by yeah. the way, did you know that Abraham Lincoln used to walk five miles every day to school, to and from? But they always leave out one thing. He was always late. Mm. It was an old comedian mm. said that, and I wish I could find out. I think it's one of the funniest lines ever. Would you stop mm. this business about, I want to go to a doctor and say, Doc, am I pregnant? Well, not me, but, well, I don't know. What do you mean? Doc, is he dead? Is it cancer? Well, sometimes we love certainty. We love it. Now, listen, I love the That's nuance. True. That's I true. love a little bit That's of true. this. I understand this. But Drew, let me explain something to you. This is yeah. a dirty, cruel world. And we are being led by people. I don't know where they're from. I think we share the same DNA. I'm not sure. But I am being told now, by virtue of the shadow government, I think, that a man, as an example, a man, a six foot three 200 pound man by virtue of some, oh, I don't know, psychosocial transmogrifications, some, some transitional emotional soul change is now going to compete against some four foot tall little girl named Morgan. And I'm supposed to buy this. And if I say, no, wait a minute, I don't think I'm a transphobic. Well, you know what I say to that. If the Republicans or anybody want to win any election, all you have to do is say this. Do you think a man, a grown man, should be able to wrestle your daughter in a school outing? No, thank you. Vote for me. Did you ever think in your lifetime you would ever see this? Now, remember where we're from, Drew. We've seen it all. We have the sexual revolution, the summer of love and all this stuff. Did you ever think... Mm -hmm. We would actually have where the president, did you see who Biden picked this non-binary kink for getting in charge of nuclear waste? Did you see it? I can't write this. Tell me you saw this. I'm thinking to myself, this is the onion. This is Babylon B. We live in a world right now where people need certainty. And let me just say something. This N-word business, we, I've got to say this again. This is not an issue. Nobody. I not, I was born yeah, in the south. Not for not, not for old white guys born in 1958. Here you go. You, you know, got to say about the old white guys. I was born in. It, south, it's true though. In the deep yeah. south, I never heard the N word until I came to New York, and I heard it not from white people. Now I don't know where this N word thing is. I don't know where these white supremacists are. And I've got one thing to say too. Let's assume, Drew, that you're a white supremacist. Fine, knock yourself mm -hmm. out or a black supremacist. Since when does that matter? I don't care. Why are we pretending? The thing is, is that if I can get more upset than you are, then in my particular, maybe in my LA West Coast, wherever you live with your friends, maybe they like, maybe I've got more cachet. Look at him. He's going crazy over Joe Rogan saying something 20 years ago that nobody remembers hearing. Now, if, if, if that means something, if that has some currency in your group, fine. For me, with all the stuff that's going on in the world today, that is the least of our problems. That that doesn't even matter. Well, I mean, when you when you get when you get down to it, right? That that is uh, that is the 
core problem right now, which is everyone what? is so preoccupied with language uh, and and with, you know, and, and by the way, squashing ideas. That's the other thing. The, the, the language police is what you and I had to deal with back in the 80s and 90s on the radio. Uh, and that was perpetrated by the right. And now we have the idea police being perpetrated by the left who use cancellation. Let me uh, give you an idea. Can I? And, I'm and and you know the the I, I forget where I, I you you've befuddled me a little bit on some of these topics. I like that. Um, yeah, I'm sure that as a, an attorney, you'd like me on the stand mut no, muttering no. to myself. But no, no, but Drew, but stop. This is the way people speak. When you go and have a you know a beer with somebody, you don't sit there with a list of Joe. We're going to be talking about a few things. Let me start with your yeah yeah yeah. Role. No, no, of course. No, I, of course. We're just we're just confabulating. I dig it. Yes, yes. But I want to ask and, you something you know, about. We, Go ahead. About what? Ask me something no, about, about it. It's not the thought police that bothers me. It's the thought vigilantes. Because what happens is it's not the right. government that's telling us. It's the people that they get, these subsidiary, these this this, this torch and, and uh, pitchfork crowd that comes after me because I mm -hmm. said something that's, I, I, I mean, I, I, I cannot, I don't even know where to start with this one. It started for me, I guarantee you, I know nobody wants to say this, because this is ancient history, but I was here in New York on that Tuesday on 9-11. I was here. I was here. I saw everything. And I saw stuff that I still don't understand. Never say anything about that. Never question anything. This is the official story. Don't veer from it. We don't want to hear it. Yeah, but I was here. We don't want to hear that. Okay, fine. I've never heard anything, anything like it. I want to know the truth. The more salacious, the better. Somebody that I didn't know. I like facts that nobody ever brought up before. Let me throw one at you right now. We have a big problem in this country, and that's with children, uh, children who were subject to sexual predation, all over the all yep. over the world, institutional, yep. online, crazy. Okay. Let me explain to you. One of these days, somebody's going to come up with if they haven't already, they're going to create a little doll that is so lifelike with skin that mimics rubescence and rubefaction and blushing and heripilation and, and, and goosebumps. And, and this doll will be powered by artificial intelligence, not a robot, and it will learn you. And it will look like an infant or look like whatever it was. And they're going to sell it. Now, somebody the other day said, well, you can't sell that. I said, why? Because that's an infant and somebody could have sex with a doll? Yes, but mm -hmm. they think it's something. I said, wait a minute. Are you telling me you want to arrest somebody for what they think? Now think about that. People say, well, well, you yeah. know this is going to. We have lost all appreciation because when you want to use an example of what thought police is, you've got to go to an extreme example. You can think mm -hmm. and write anything you want. And in my world, you're not going to like this, Drew. But if you want to go on TV or radio and you want to drop the N-bomb or the F-bomb or any bomb, let's have some warnings. Go ahead. It's a thought. It's a word. And I hope you'd use it with such frequency that we get bored with it. But I am so afraid of how we're taking, we're, we're losing the ability to just think, to just think crazy stuff and to hold... I guess uh, sacrosanct the First Amendment. But but you opened with that you know you have to be super simple because people are dumb and super clear. Yes. Good guys, bad guys, World Wrestling Federation, etc. Mm -hmm. 
uh, you're now talking about ideas that are, you know, a little lofty. Uh, how how no, do we not. reconcile these two points of view? Mm. Simple. By explaining it to people very simply, very, very simply. Let me ask you something, Drew. What do you wish you didn't know? Don't tell us. But can you think of anything you wish you didn't know? I can't. Now, I'm not sure. saying something that we experience a death of a you know a pet or something like that. But I mean, is there any fact? Is there any any reality? Any horrible aspect of life? Any any disgusting, vile thing that humans have ever done that you are a, you're worse off for knowing? No. Yeah. The more yeah. I know, the better I am. So bring it on. That's not the world we live in today. I want people to get to the bottom. If they don't like the Bob Saget story, tell me what you think. You might be wrong, but I don't want to hold anybody back. And if you don't like it, change the channel. That's simple. All right. I think I have a call here. Let me see if I can get this up. This is I like uh, that Dan. certitude. I think. I I, well, it's, it's sometimes I click on this thing and nobody shows up. Uh, so we'll see. Dan, what's going on? <laughs> Hi, Dan. Okay, Dan, because you're so faint, I'm going I'm to repeat what you said, is that essentially Joe, Joe has a lot of black that. friends and supports a lot of black right. fighters and things. And and and, he, and some of them have come to his aid, Dan. They, they have. Very, 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 is one Israeli guy who like really clearly helped him out. Um, and I, I, I would I I like people doing you know looking into stuff. Uh, you you like people having all the ideas they can possibly get in their head, and I I'm of the same mindset. But I'm going to tell you: do your homework on not not the history of the word, but the how the word is falls on the ears of your black friends and colleagues. Just just interview them, ask them about it, and they will tell you. May and I be very clear about may it? I clarify and, something. And, and, may and I, I think, but I just want to say, if you care about your your friends and peers, they will tell you how you know, that it does not does not it's not something they appreciate. True. And I would think you just want True. to be on board with that. But go ahead. Drew, you're going to get the award from whoever is going to give you the award for absolutely pouring your heart out <laughs> to say, and I just want you to know that as a white man, okay, okay. Of course you're right about that. Look, let me give you an example to show you where I'm on your page. Yeah. I am yeah. from the South, Florida. Now, I know people who live and they have this thing about South and Dixie and they have the stars and bars. It's not the Confederate flag. It's mm -hmm. the war flag. Okay, fine. They have absolutely no interest whatsoever in recreating or in abrogating the 13th Amendment or to go back to slavery. And I've told him, I said, listen, you know and I know that when you see this, you think something. And I get that. And I know what you're saying. But there are other people who do not feel like that. And I must defer to people who, when they see that stars and bars, they think of, this is not good. This is a terrible time of our history. Now, what do I do? Do I say, listen, you don't understand history from my perspective? Or do I as a human being say, you know what? I'm going to give you this one. The, the flag doesn't mean that much to me. I'm going to make a concession. I got it. It's one of those things. Fine. I'm all for that. But because somebody doesn't hold that opinion, or because I can go back and find somebody, let's say, evincing. Have you ever heard Shelby Foote? When he was on with the CBS, yeah. this guy did everything, but I think he was still fighting the Confederate. But that's his opinion. That's all. That's all. I understand that. But we have got to move on. Now, let me let me ask you this. As a clinician, as a physician, as somebody who knows a little bit about addiction and the like, is there anything you can say 
about how certain aspects of certain strata of society are affected differently based upon culture, mores, traditions, familial units, uh, drug abuse, criminality. Can you do that? No. I don't I don't care what you say. No, don't do that. But what if it's true? We don't want to hear that. No, but I can help you. Don't. See, that's the part. This is where we are. Because we've been like this. We step over. We can't talk about stuff. Look, I was a prosecutor. I saw things I never, I couldn't believe. You want to talk about racism. When I first left the prosecutor's office, I went to the county jail to, to visit a client. I walked in and I said, what is this, the black jail? What is this? There wasn't a white person anywhere around. And I saw it. Now, what happened was my chance of getting bonded out is different than some black persons. Why? Well, you can point to different mm -hmm. reasons, maybe because of a record. But if I could, I saw a completely different thing. Now, why? We'll argue why later on. I've seen this. Let mm -hmm. me tell you right now. If I could do something, I happen to believe that diet is one of the most important things that is just so overlooked in this country, it's not even funny. If I could do something to introduce fresh fruits and vegetables to the African-American community, people of color, poor, hey, I look, could drop BMI a, by 10%. Uh, the, new mayor of I, new, the new mayor of New York is pushing that very hard. Eric Adams you know what he wants he is? a plant-based diet. Eric Adams, Eric Adams, he says he's a vegan. I and like Eric Adams. Fish. Eric Adams I, is I know, so over his head, it's not I'm even so, funny. I'm not going to judge, well... I know because you me, don't judge. You're finish. Dr. Drew. I live right. here. I'm exactly. telling you about judge, this. Judge, judge, not. <laughs> well, let's talk about so, your. Let's talk about your. Let's talk about your guys. Let's talk about Gascon. Let's talk about this ridiculous. These yeah, Soros-backed well, prosecutors. All, yeah. Let's talk about restorative justice. Look, do you want to get tough about this or not? Or we can be nice. We can talk about this. Eric yeah. Adams, and then he came out and said he was a vegan, but he eats fish. It's like, look, I, you brought this up. I didn't. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking well, about. Let, let, let me. Let, I remember the one thing I, I want to talk about. And we'll sort of wrap up with this: is that you know you mentioned how you know you lived through the summer of love and the '60s and the '70s and whatnot, and how you you talked about young people today as having been. Uh, I used a word like trained. Uh, mm -hmm. where, where do you think the rebellion, rebellious, yeah, the captivity, you said rebelliousness was sort of a, a, a value in Neil Young's day, for instance, and what, sort where, of. why, why do you think, yeah, but that's, he was part of that era. And it seems mm -hmm. like, you know, if you, you think about our era being, if we were teenagers today, we would be going nuts, rebelling against oh. things. Let me tell you something. It would be going nuts. It, I don't know about you, but I had the greatest uh, childhood. I had a pellet gun. I had a wrist rocket. Our favorite game is called Jumping Off the Roof. Uh, I had a wood-burning set. My mother and father gave me, I think it was eight, a wood-burning set, a basically a welding iron, 800 degree. Yeah. I used to burn wood. Nobody got hurt. Nobody broke their neck. Nobody lost an eye. It was fun. We drank out of a hose. We were out. It was great. We didn't wear 90 helmets. We didn't. We, it was just fun. And there was a sense of fearlessness. Yeah. And I'll tell you what we also could do. We looked adults in the eye. We could shake hands. We could sign our name. We knew where the hell we were. Have you ever talked to kids today? I know I sound like the kids today with their long well, hair. Well, that's a lot of like what we're old. that's a lot of what we're doing but here. It's true. But go ahead, keep but it's going. True. 
Yeah. Have you ever talked to somebody right now? Do you ever talk to somebody, some some mushmouth kid who looks at you and it's like, look at me, look at me, no well, eye contact. Maybe it's the yeah. psych meds that your profession loaded these kids up with from everything from bedwetting, mm-hmm. enuresis to you name it. They're just, it's this, mm-hmm. when I was 16 years old, I watched the clock. The first thing I did was get a license. I got to get out of here. Kids today. Oh, I know. I know. It's so weird. I I have three 29 year olds living with me. Yeah. And well, Susan, uh, speaking of uh, three 29, she told, yes, we have triplets talking about how she was, uh, parents gave her. Wait a minute, Drew. Hold it. I would say I've got triplets who are 29, not, it sounds like they're random. He's three twenty-nine year old. It's like he, the the prosecutor is listening carefully to what you're saying. Uh, uh, she she was given a, a bow and arrow set, or there was a bow and arrow set in the house, yeah. or you were given it. Yeah, no, it was just bow sitting around in the house, and Good she was uh, three. old three running running with an arrow in her mouth and fell yes. down. That that <laughs> and is, I lived that is, to tell about tell the that story. That is uh, my favorite, wife, ladies and gentlemen. One of my favorite get. Look at this. Uh, three listen i stop for one second yeah i'd love to do yeah. some freudian profiles of that your triplets in this yeah. household with these people oh yeah who was the dominant <laughs> who was the who was the dominant of the troika the triad the triumvirate who are they talk about that yeah i mean twins are but triplets are it like, changes it, it changes it, it morphs it moves it, it changes do it's you not believe the, 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 are they are they different? Are they are they yeah. fraternal? Profoundly fraternal, fraternal and fraternal. profoundly different. And there's two boys and a girl. And then you get the epigenetic thrown in there. See, I mm-hmm. have this thing about mm-hmm. I believe that we are it is nature, but nurture. It's like you're born a slab of marble versus balsa versus styrofoam. But what happens yeah. to that marble is a whole nother story. That fascinates yeah. me. Or they will talk about dandelions versus orchids in terms of our genetic constitutional makeup. But I want to make one one quick comment about what you said about the kids today. And it's not just the kids. It's our, our society generally. Safety uberalis. <laughs> and I sound old? Safety uberalis. Well, all of us. This this society has, has taken thriving and, and pushed it yes. down as a priority and moved safety up as the ultimate priority of, of living. Safety uberalis. That is no way happens, to live. That is no way to live. And COVID, COVID reached in. COVID is the yep. is what what to to our sense of dementia or demented thinking, what 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 meth did for drug abuse. It made people mm. And I told you this before, COVID is a religion. The vaccine is the is the sacrament. The mask is the vestment. Fauci is the Pope and the CDC is the Vatican. There are people who said they've been walking around their whole lives saying, I don't know about anything, but I know this. I can go on Facebook and all of a sudden look at me. I got my shot. Do you know that I told people with a straight face, but when you get to this age, you can say stuff and people will believe you. I said, I got the rabies vaccine. I went down and looked at the veterinary list, parvovirus, rabies, distemper. I told people I got that. They said, rabies. I said, better believe it. Can I get that? I said, well, I got the booster. I got the rabies booster. Remember when anal swabs, when China was mentioning anal swabs? Don't tell me you didn't hear yeah. this, please. Just I Google that. it. I do, I do. No, I, I told people, with a straight face, I said, they've got a place up in Nyack. You drive through. It's a drive-through mm. anal swab. It's a little tough. 
you get a smaller car, it's tough. But they say it's the best way possible because buccal cells do not have the same concentration as cloacal. Oh and, and, I'm, and I'm making this stuff up. And they said, really? I yeah. said, it's not fun. Okay, but it works. I never understood how we can lead people along and let me just Gustav Le Bon is one of my favorites. This is about crowd theory. I love to watch murmurations of starlings and fish, and that's who we've yeah. become a clockracy. Is- We're just mindless. Just we, 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 we've lost our minds. Yeah. And yeah. my favorite I, is it's, it's people, funny you say that. Yeah. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Anybody who drives a car alone. Anybody who drives a car, listen to me. With a mask. Drives a car alone with a mask. mask, You should have the police Mm -hmm. pull you over, immediately put something (laughs) over you, knock you out, do immediate brain surgery to find out what is it that caused this person (laughs) to misunderstand the rudiments of of nature and common sense to wear a mask by themselves in a car. This is when I realized- I I, I forget to take it off. I, I sometimes you forget. That's right. But I, I feel the same that's way people different. outdoors wearing the mask. It's the same. It's the same phenomenon. But but back to Gustave Le Bon. I, I, it's funny you bring him up. I when when all the craziness started about a year ago, I immediately pulled out Le Bon, extraordinary popular delusions and the madness of crowds. Um, Dahlia is that his name? Has a new book about cycles and 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 crazes. This is this is the madness of crowds we are in. This is the thing the founding fathers feared the most, which was One of the- mobs. One of the things that I thought was, and people will be looking, I always imagine if I could meet someone from another planet, another star system, another biological entity, I would say, I want to show you something. I want to show you, by the way, good production work. Hats off to your group. Look at this. They got the picture. (laughs) Put it up. Unbelievable. It is. But I want to show Mm -hmm. people. You said streaming is the future. Here it is. What I realized changed everything was when people went to from sleeve tattoos to neck tattoos this was the end of civilization as we know it this is when i thought to myself no there is nothing worse there's to me when somebody walks up to you and they have an an arm with born to lose or only god will judge and i'm thinking to myself this is it now a couple of things here you must remember first and foremost People have been following, you know, one of my other, I guess, passions is what makes serial killers serial killers? How did the Holocaust Mm. occur? How do you transform Uh. people? It's the Milgram experiment. It's the Stanford prison experiment. It's how do you take people? How do I take, by the way, if you ever see a 70-year-old man with an arm full of tattoos, he's an escapee. Do not mess with that man. Somebody 20 years old, and it's been said before, his name is Todd, he's at a barista, whatever it is. But how is it that somebody said, I'm going to spend thousands of dollars to permanently mm-hmm. scar my skin so that when I get old and, the, and, and the, the, the skin elasticity changes and it looks like a big bruise, like I've been through some industrial fire, yeah. I'm going to be yeah, stuck yeah. with yeah. this because I have so little sense of self that I will do anything to be a part of this, up to and including scarring my body permanently. Yeah. Now, yeah. I want to do the. So, Lionel, um, I, 
Yeah. I mean, he's kind of got a point. Well, no, the okay. answer is you wait until you're 65 and you have all the actinic changes and the laxity. Drew wants to do it now. Then you sleeve tattoo and you make sure you do things that look yeah. good Get as it continues to slide. So I'm thinking, because I've got all these, I was a lifeguard, I've got actinic changes all over my forearm. <laughs> I need sleeves now. I want a peacock on my arm. But he does That'll have a look point. Better. He does have a point. Like, I remember Ricky Rackman had a picture of his girlfriend or his fiance on his back. And I yeah. said, what happens when he gets old and his his back starts like draping? Laxity. Her face yep. is going to be all old and wrinkly. And Well, you know, yes. it's funny. It, um, it, 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 Michael, Michael Bodden, the uh, forensic pathologist, wrote one time that in prisons, they will have a certain Madonna figure at the base of one's back to prevent prison yes. rape. And also... Um, your there was a story about somebody who had your name y-o-u-r-n-a-m-e tattooed on his, on his penis. penis right yes and he would win bets. drinks bets. i'll bet you i've got my and i did something years ago where i had massachusetts institute of technology but that's a, it's an old joke and i don't want to go into that right now <laughs> we won't be like six, six people are getting things. that we got it well, i don't want to wrap it again, up now Susan, i'm not it's, i'm not it's done very yet. enlightening you're, you're I, not done? All right, what are you going I have to go. I have an yeah. appointment, but yeah. Drew can keep going. All right, you want to go on a little bit? Lionel's on a bit of a roll. He's, he scares I'll me when he's on a roll. I like it, though. I like it. But, I mean, I'm I'm open to this. I know it's it's probably offending a few people on our restream, but, you know, they're they're kind of having fun with it over there, and I, I get it. I mean, I'm old. I always tell my kids, you know, I have a right to offend people because I'm old, okay? So just... Forget with the Susan. The are you old in the in the text, Susan? Susan, I'm are you your really age? Old? I am. She's okay. fifty nine. I mean, I'm, we're fifty. I'm not, I'm not old, but I'm. I'm. But for for this generation, I'm. I'm the, I'm the only doctor here. And I'm I can, the I can oldest. Just make that assessment for all you guys. I'm the one. Well, I'm a jurist doctor. I'm the oldest person in my all. family. But, but no, but, I. But I get it, and I. I love that I love that you're able to speak your mind because we all are so careful and you know I sometimes slip and I say what I feel and I oh, oh God for shit for it you know oh, yeah. listen Susan oh, yeah. let me ask you a question Susan would you be 20 years old right now if you could 20 years old not not no. knowing what you know now 20? but be 20 years old would back you? to 20 no yeah no way. No, I'd like to have no. that body back, though. That was a pretty rocking body. No, you're fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I can't imagine. <laughs> you see, what you do is you do what I do. You spend most of your life being sedentary. You don't do anything athletic. You do nothing that involves motion, uh, athleticism, so that when you get older, while your friends say, you know, I can't play golf anymore, you don't recognize anything because basically you've never done anything your whole life. So I feel terrific. <laughs> I feel like I'm on fire now. I've never been better, smarter, I've... wiser. I've got people listen to me. They look at me and they say, this guy must know something. But in fact, not really. I'm more curious than I've ever been. <laughs> I'm more tolerant. That's the funny part. I come across as being intolerant. No, because I'm telling you, no, I tolerate you. Say what you want. It's okay. I'm, I don't want anybody agree. not to do anything if you want to mar your skin permanently fine i don't care but expand right. yourself understand and recognize that it's okay not everything makes sense and not everything is cool and not everything that is socially bumper sticker worthy is laudable in the long run be able to discern that's all i'm saying right drew well and and 
Yeah, and that but that was where you opened but you you opened your comments with with this which is you've seen an historical arc and mm -hmm. that that is something that through most of human history people will look towards the population to seen history play out and ask what what are we doing wrong what can we learn from history what have you how, how have you seen things evolve we've got the opposite going on now where people have said yes. no 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 you know nothing we've figured it all out and it's right. all different now forget it, it whatever you've learned you, and i remember that kind of stuff in the 70s too there was that same kind of ethos going on then you just said something which is very and thank you for saying this you said an historical not a historical good for you you're one of know, three people who can that. do this in the world oh that's very very good and listen i one of the things you have done and i have i am such a fan and what addiction, you know what I got out of this thing from watching you and your stories about this? It is as mm -hmm. close to black magic and witchcraft to think that something that is seemingly innocuous, just a liquid that, <coughs> oh, I can give it to one person, no big deal. But mm -hmm. for me, something happens. And when you see this and how lives are destroyed, and how people, and it's legal. And I'm in the, put it this way, I'm in the uh, prosecution business. I put more people in jail for DUI. Think about this. We have this law against drinking and driving, but we have, we have parking lots at bars. In fact, you have to have a parking lot for zoning. We have a place mm. where people get drunk and then we say, last call, and we send them out into the night. We tell people, tastes great, less filling. We, I've seen <laughs> lives destroyed by this thing. We tried to ban it once, didn't work. So what's the secret? And now there are drugs now which make that look like nothing. Let me tell right. you something. The new, the new right. marijuana, right. this new skunk, mm -hmm. this isn't the stuff that we knew mm -hmm. in the 70s, my friend. Nope. I don't know what nope. this is. Nope. But this is going to, you're going to see a bunch of mush mouth, uh, I mean, semi-literates. It should not be against the law. You should be free to do that, mm -hmm. but Agreed. this is serious business. And it's one thing mm -hmm. I've learned about being a little bit older. Maybe Susan, she's probably gone to her appointment now. But how much no, does I'm about the, to, but I can't how, leave. She can't leave. She's you. You. you <laughs> how much her, her imagination? How much? How much does remembering a birthday mean to you, or a joke? When you see people, mm -hmm. if you've ever seen a loved one really lose it, and I don't like mm -hmm. making fun of Joe Biden. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I, I think know. I. I, I I think it's rude. I think that's because the man is seriously, he's doddered. He's a, he's a dotard. He's a, he's a hobbled by decrepitude. And he's it's old. sad. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do, no, not that he's old. I know a man who's 101 who runs rings around him. There's something wrong with him, but I don't want to do anything that affects my ability. And by the way, if I had a kid right now playing football, I'd say, don't even think about it. Little girls getting headers. Yeah, I know. This this is a very beautiful thing, and you've taught me this. Look yeah. at look at the people, Drew. Yep. You've talked to these people had more talent, they had more money, yeah. they had everything going for them. And what brought them down? Liquid, <laughs> a liquid. Yeah, that is. Yeah, or that or did a yeah, or, or or worse. Yeah, yeah, or a volatilized liquid, or a liquid injected. It, it's yeah. It's the brain is an extraordinary. The reason I like working on addiction, well, many reasons, but one is the the genetic potential for it. Those people tend to be very rich human beings, very intelligent, very creative, and when they mm -hmm. recover, it's phenomenal. It's just amazing, and, and it's a disease that takes 
good people from us. Number one, makes them do bad things when they're in the disease, but these are good people. Number one. And number two, you get to see all the other higher mechanisms of the brain struggling with serving a false god. So the usual motivational state of the brain is survive. The addict's motivational state is use. And all the thinking, all the feelings, all the judgments are under the influence, without them being aware of it, of this distorted motivation. So all their thinking becomes what we call stinking. It becomes distorted, problematic. They, they have good logic. Their logic is perfect. But where they're being driven with their logic is to terrible places. You so, mentioned before something which I find fascinating, that of psychopathy. Psychopathy is one of my... I love because you don't understand what normal is until you understand what abnormal is. You don't understand... Right. That's true. The the head heart connection. I don't know if you've ever heard James Fallon speak and other people speak in the hair. And the, I, I've interviewed. I I know Jim and I, James and I've interviewed him. I think on this streaming show a couple times. But uh, yeah, his story. And, I caught his story years ago and I thought, oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. But here's the thing, though. When you ask, there is a we are seeing right now a conditioned form of sociopathy. That's that's conditioned. Mm. And what's happening is we are we are teaching a detachment between the head and the heart. One of the great experiments mm. I love is when they will put a true psychopath and they will put a little, let's say we have this little device on your finger and at the count of 10, we're going to give you a mild electric shock. And they look at their imagery and for everybody else, yeah. everything's going crazy. Anxiety, so right. Anxiety comes up. But yet we That's can right. take this person who is a psychopath and he'll say, oh my God, Drew's hurt. He's on the field. I'll get him. And they say, what are you nuts? Now he's a hero. But then again, he can't mm -hmm. play chess. Because he can't appreciate consequence, but he'll do things that we love. So life is a balance. There's a little bit of sociopathy yes. that we gotta have. We have to be no, able to look at sometimes the, and just say, you know what? They're, they're not everything that's pathological in the human brain is strictly pathological. Every liability comes with a certain number of assets. Uh, alcoholism and addiction comes with the capacity to survive in adversity. They they are survivors, man. Let me ask uh, you this they question. They are sort of turned on by yeah. Go ahead. Let me ask this question: You cannot make the brain do something it was never intended to do. For example, I can eat all the sweet and low I want, and I will not get a you know high or whatever it is. So that means there's a neuroreceptor. Mm -hmm. Something, maybe God or nature, at least said there's a reason for this. There's a reason why mm -hmm. ethyl alcohol does something and why mm. what is why mm. is this an overextended overplayed instinct that we had yeah. there must be a yeah. reason for why the brain does yeah. this is it dopamine gone Correct. nuts and, and, well if you're if you're a biologist you always think evolutionarily right and so what would the evolutionary process be well they have they they have a tendency to to be sort of so to speak turned on or at their best and the least anxious in extra physiological rewarding circumstances so things that activate the what's called the ventral tegmental input into the shell of the nucleus accumbens which is the medial forebrain bundle that shell we, when we looked intracytoplasmically at the cells in the in the shell of the nucleus accumbens 
They have second messengers, something called Krebs, cyclic AMP response element binding protein, that becomes activated in ways that isn't activated in normal, in normal cells and is changing the genetic machinery of the cells in the shell of the nucleus accumbens if that's happened over prolonged periods of time. But the reason it was there in the first place that's was to question. say, that's good. Do that again. Do that again. That was good. Excellent. And so what what essentially it's it's made them it's made them more rewarded by and feel better by extreme circumstances. I would do I would do an experiment every week. I'd give to give lectures to large groups of alcoholics and addicts and I would always do the same thing every week. I go, "What what would happen if a, a bunch of Huns with spears came over run into ran into the parking lot here?" And you know what the alcoholics say? They go, "I I pick I pick up something. I I go I go get them. I go I go charge at them. I fight." That's not a normal reaction. I would run the other way. And evidently, in repeated episodes of military assault, I would be more likely to get a spear in the back than the alcoholic mm -hmm. would be likely to survive in the battle. And so if you look at, at isolated populations that have been repeatedly assaulted militarily, you see alcoholism emerge. Lots of it. Northern England, Scotland, North American Indians, certain parts of Central Europe. When there's been multiple generations of military genocidal assaults, you see alcoholism emerge. And that's because they were the survivors. They you survived would be a great better and they're turned on by all this. They make, they make great, great fighter pilots, great shortstops, right. great extreme athletes. They're, they're all, they, they, they do excel in those areas. Would make a great what? You would be, make a great sommelier. You could say, for example, this is, of course, this is their, this is their, this is their algebra. So what, what this does is this goes into the cortical accumbens. This basically will activate that that protosexual and you'll be on the floor barking like a dog because of your hypersexualized, sensate, dimensional disc. You know, it'd be wonderful. And of course, I'm sure your hey, wife Dr. and your Freud. kids are saying, "Would you knock that off? Would, would you me? shut I'm up? Just, yes, I'm enough already. Have a drink." I'm, <laughs> well, we we will we will leave it at that. We will. It's been a really fun to talk to you, and uh, I thought we were going to talk about media and media analysis and future of media, but we went all over the place. And Good. Um, the only thing we didn't get into was the Ukrainian genocide and Holodomor, which I thought about that, but now we, we'll leave that for another day. Uh, we, you, if you want to see more Lionel, <laughs> my family ran away a from NATO, it. Oh, the current NATO thing now. Fraud. The current thing. Yes. Something is going on. Something goofy is going yeah. on now. Uh, Lionelmedia.com. In fact, this is going to sound crazy, but if I, I, there's those of you that are fans of 90 Day Fiance, some of those women are Ukrainian, and I, I should, I want to get one of them on this show and, and interview them about what that, what's going on with their families, what they're actually thinking in the Ukraine. Lionelmedia.com at Lionelmedia on Twitter. Uh, Caleb, thanks for producing this and impressing Lionel with your uh, skills. Uh, that was a, a nice, very impressive, nice feature. Extremely. Yes, I figured. Uh, and uh, Susan, thanks for the work today. And uh, we will see you all. Uh, can I get this right, Caleb? Where are we next on Tuesday? I believe so. I don't uh, think we're doing a show on Monday. I'm not sure. I think it's Tuesday next up. All right, we're not sure. Monday or Tuesday makes and, the big uh, bucks. We will see you. Then. Has no idea. Is it? <laughs> I show up when the you time know, is. Like you said, it's streaming. It's the streaming. Man, the it's man reality. can talk about the incumbents, but it's like, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm to write this down. I don't know. All right, you guys. But that's why we're going to leave it at are. that before. But I appreciate and it. And feeble, uh, but we, talented. A little bit enfeebled. Yeah, you said we weren't old, but I, I would argue, I would argue otherwise. Well, All right, we'll see. You. Thank you, Lionel, and we'll see you. We'll see everybody uh, <laughs> next week. 
Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor, and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help.